natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host, and we are brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where you can pick up all kinds of great information about how to uh, maintain your health, your good health, how to recover it if necessary, and how to keep your family and children and neighbors healthy as well. Um, most of the information is free. We do have publications. We have, uh, uh, we have documentary uh, DVDs. And we invite you to look in and pick up as much information from gersonmedia.com as you can. Today we are uh, going to be talking to Dr. Andrew Saul. Uh, Andrew Saul is one of my favorite guests and one of my very good longtime friends. And uh, he is one of the brightest, sharpest men that I know, and it's always a pleasure to uh, to chat with him. Uh, he taught nutrition, addiction recovery, health science, and cell biology for the State University of New York, clinical nutrition for the New York uh, Chiropractic College, founded the free access peer-reviewed orthomolecular medicine news service, and has served as editor-in-chief for many, many issues. Uh, Psychology Today named Dr. Saul as one of the seven natural health pioneers. His his resume, I, c- I could go on, but most of you are very familiar with it because uh, he's a frequent guest and has a just a fabulous sense of humor. Uh, Andrew, welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. Well, thank you, Howard. It's a real pleasure to be with you and all your listeners. It's time for people to realize that if they've just plain had enough of sickness, there's something they can do about it. There's something they can do about it right now. You don't have to wait for more science. We've had plenty. We know what makes people sick. We know what makes people better. Let's get on with it. Well, the amazing thing is, uh, actually, with people like yourself and Dr. Merkula and uh, and 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 Charlotte Gerson and many others uh, saying the same kind of thing in just slightly different ways, but the same thing, uh, people are starting to wake up. They're starting to see that, that there are better ways to, uh, to exist than popping dangerous and deadly pills and, uh, and, and uh, going to the doctor and having bits and pieces cut off all the time. Well, that's it. And this is, as you're mentioning, not brand new. It's not that we suddenly caught on since uh, the evening news last Thursday. This is information that's been out there for a long time. And real doctors have been using nutritional medicine for generations now. But you've been told, and I have to say this very directly, people have been told that there is some real controversy over natural nutritional healing, and they're also told that there's no controversy over the fact, the fact, the fact that vaccinations, I say fact in quotes, the fact that vaccinations are safe and necessary to prevent illness. So the doubt is being cast on nutritional medicine, which works, 
and vaccination is being given amnesty, exonerated, basically indemnified, when it has been shown to be truly dangerous. And this is one of the reasons I want to be on your program today. A lot of people have been paying attention to the work of Dr. Suzanne Humphreys and Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Both of these doctors have come out very strongly, not against vaccination per se, but against the dangers of vaccination. Now, we can argue for a long time, anybody can, over whether or not a given vaccination is uh, more effective than another or safer than another, but I'd like to save some time. I'd like to go directly to the heart of the problem. Whether you vaccinate or you don't, whether you believe in it or not, whether you've studied it or not, whether it even interests you or not, the fact is you're not allowed to have a choice. And the doctors who think you should have a choice to be able to choose which vaccinations you get, those vac doctors are being attacked. And they're the moderates. You see, there's a lot of people who would say no vaccinations at all. And I raised my kids accordingly. I did not vaccinate my children. And I'm telling you, that is an interesting thing to go through. We can talk about it more. But I'm looking at it from the point of view of moderates, doctors, who are saying the issue here is safety. And some vaccinations are unsafe. So measles, mumps, rubella comes to mind. Uh, the DPT shot comes to mind in particular. You rarely see a big flap being made over a, a salk-killed polio vaccine. You rarely see a big deal being made over the safety of tetanus shots. I think you could go into that and have some fun with it because both tetanus and vitamin, uh, rather both tetanus and polio have actually been treated with high-dose vitamin C therapy by Dr. Frederick Robert Klenner, a board-certified physician, a chest specialist, actually, and Duke University Medical School graduate. Klenner uh, actually could treat these diseases, polio and tetanus, with vitamin C. But what gets me is that the doctors who are moderates saying, well, maybe vaccination, but let's make them safer. They're the ones who are getting clobbered right now. And that shows just how unreasonable the system is. Dr. Andrew Wakefield, who I have met, I spoke on the same ticket with him in Rochester, New York in 1999. Uh, Dr. Wakefield uh, really impressed me. I've seen his research. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, because he saw sick children and noticed something going on in their gut. He's a gastroenterologist. Uh, he noticed that this might be possibly due to the uh, vaccinations they got. And because he raised that and because he pursued it and because he was able to show that there was cause for concern that the shot might be dangerous and maybe should not be given as a group, but rather given individually and spread out, safer versions, certain cautions. None of this is radical stuff. And yet he lost his license. They pulled his license in the UK. They retracted his paper uh, from the journal. He's been accused up and down of being a liar, a fraud, and worse. Now, the funny thing is there was another doctor at the same time, a colleague of Wakefield, who had the same accusations. And that doctor went all the way to the British High Court and won. 
Now, the funny thing about the funny thing is that Wakefield could have done it too, but he didn't have the half a million pounds that he would have needed to pursue it into the high court. So the other fellow was reinstated. The, the court found completely in favor of the doctor. And he was charged just like Wakefield, and the court found him innocent. But Wakefield couldn't buy his way to the high court and lost his license. Wakefield ultimately moved to the United States of America. Not a bad idea. And he is still active. Now, what he's doing now, folks, is he's behind the Vaxxed movie. And this is required viewing, in my opinion. Vaxxed is a very good documentary. You don't have to agree with all of it to benefit from some of it. And the basic point being made here is that some vaccinations are dangerous and the CDC knows it and the CDC has known it and they've got tapes from a whistleblower in the movie. And this guy is actually talking about how the CDC hid and actually destroyed and changed data. So here's the crushing irony. It's the government and the medical profession that are the frauds, that are the quacks, that are the liars. Wakefield was telling the truth from the beginning. Well, I think I, I, I think it's clear uh, from what you've just said uh, that follow the money and see who's interested in it. Uh, if if the uh, if the vaccine companies were so sure of the safety of their uh, of their product, uh, why did they lobby so hard and bribe so many politicians to to make vaccines the only um, product in the United States exempt from product liability? Right, and this happened a long time ago. Most people don't realize just how long. But let's see now. Um, about 30 years ago, 31 years ago, I think it was 1986. So vaccine manufacturers cannot be sued. It can't be done. You can go to the government and rots a ruck on that. You can go to the government and go to vaccine court, file a complaint and possibly uh, try to get damages that way. But this is a very small amount, even if you're successful. And that's unlikely, although possible. The United States government has paid out billions of dollars in vaccination claims. And by the way, all of that came from you. You because and me, that's a, right. Yeah, there's a surcharge put on the vaccination to pay for the people it hurts. Talk about a sweet deal. Now, it gets worse than that. Because of Dr. Wakefield's uh, research and because of the CDC whistleblower's um, disclosures. All of this is in the Vax movie. And by the way, I have no financial connection with the Vax movie. I'm mentioning this because I think it's good education. Because of what Wakefield and the uh, whistleblower are saying, we're now looking at a situation where we can say the CDC committed fraud and it turns out that the MMR shot is associated with a higher level of autism in children. The defense that is now being used is that Wakefield is a fraud, therefore vaccines don't cause autism. Perfect example of an ad hominem argument. It's not just ad hominem, it's totally circular logic. You know, we we uh, we managed to have his uh, license re license revoked, and therefore, since he no longer has a license, he's a fraud. Uh, so, 
that's that's it, that's worse than ad hominem. It says they make the facts on the ground and then they quote those facts. Uh, a- Andrew, I have a break coming up here. Would you mind just uh, holding that thought? We can get back right back to it after the break. Okay. You bet. Um, this is Howard Strauss. Uh, you're you're listening to the power of natural healing, uh, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. We uh, we invite you to look in on our website and take advantage of all the great information that you can get on there. Uh, most of it's for free. Uh, you can get uh, you can get uh, the um, the various different uh, um, documentaries. And uh, and interesting uh, interesting information. Also, great uh, testimonials uh, on the uh, on the website GersonMedia.com, and we invite you to do so. Um, we're talking with Dr. Andrew Saul, uh, one of our favorite guests and one of our long-term friends. And um, we're talking about uh, many different issues right now. We're talking about Dr. An- Andrew uh, Wakefield. Um, who's been trashed by the um, by the false uh, by the disinformation campaign of the U.S. government? We'll be back right after this short break. Please stay with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com/forward/slash/voiceamerica. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com slash earthing. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What does health look like in an ailing world? How do we tend what needs our care? Join Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio hosts each week as we explore pathways to health for self, society, and the planet. We are home to a range of voices, as there is no single roadmap for meeting the challenges of our times. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to expand your perspective, deepen your attention, and cultivate practices that support personal, communal, and global health on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. 
Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for staying tuned. Uh, This is Howard Strauss, your host, and we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. And we hope you'll look in uh, on gersonmedia.com and start taking advantage of some of the great information that you that is on the um, on the website. Information, by the way, that you can use today to improve your good health, or to recover it if you need uh, need to recover it, or to defeat even the most uh, severe and uh, deadly chronic illnesses. And chronic means essentially incurable. But uh, that's according to the allopathic medical world. They are curable uh, using uh, using the Gerson therapy. Just about uh, almost 100% curable. We're talking to Dr. Andrew Saul, a longtime friend, longtime frequent guest on the power of natural healing, and uh, just brilliant, brilliant PhD, uh, a, a behavioral. Uh, what does he call it? Behavioral bi- behavioral biology? Is that what? That's it. Yeah, it's called ethology. It's the biology of behavior. That's biology right. Biology of behavior. Um, and uh, Dr. Saul has such an impressive resume that uh, I would be taking up virtually the whole program just to read it. <laughs> I can't do it. And by the way, the biology of behavior kind of means you are what you eat. <laughs> yeah, and that and that became such a such a cliche over the past uh, 50 years that uh, people say, oh yeah, right. But but it there is there is no getting away from it. There is nothing nothing that we are made of that didn't come in through our uh, through our ingestion of food and drink. Nothing. Right. But what we have now is the big lie, as uh, George Orwell talked about in 1984. We have the big lie. And the big lie is we know we are what we eat. We know that we should live a healthy lifestyle. We know that a lot of bad things, bad chemicals are not good for us. And we're told to completely set that aside and do it anyway. And when we find out that vaccinations from medical doctors, we find out that vaccinations are dangerous, some of them very dangerous, and they call for safer shots, we're told to not listen to those doctors. In other words, they're shooting the guy on the horse he rode in on. When a medical doctor says to me there's a danger with certain shots, like Dr. Wakefield has said, I listen. And then when Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, who I also know personally and have very high regard for, I mentioned her at my uh, Facebook page, The Mega Vitamin Man on Facebook. That's where you can find me there. Uh, Dr. Humphreys is another one. She's a nephrologist. Now, Wakefield's a gastroenterologist. Dr. Humphreys is a nephrologist. These are experts. And Suzanne Humphreys talks about how she used to give vaccinations and she used to give them routinely. And she found out that they were causing problems, so she stopped doing it. And then she looked What a concept. Yeah, and and then she figured, you know, just to be sure, I mean, it's enough to know as a doctor, if you see something hurting patients, you knock it off. I mean, that's pretty basic. But she took it further. She looked into it, and by her own words, I heard her when I was talking to her at length one day. She said she has spent the last five years, probably closer to eight years now, five years doing nothing but studying vaccinations and vaccinating uh, vaccinating problems, vaccination side effects. So these are doctors saying these shots need to be safer. The whistleblower at the CDC saying the shots are not safe. And here's the kicker now. Because Wakefield and his team and the research had been trashed 
Now you can't even use the drug, uh, the vaccine court rather, as a place to get compensation if your child is injured, if they have autism, because they've already decided that vaccinations do not cause autism. All of those cases have been thrown out. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, Andrew, I have a question. Um, it has been it has been my impression that, um, you know, when I looked at when I looked around, it's been my impression that that no no vaccines have been tested. Is that is that correct? Basically, vaccinations are in a separate category from drugs. Drugs have to be supposedly proven safe and effective before they're unleashed on the public. And once a drug is put out uh, with FDA approval, if it's found to be dangerous, it is then pulled from the market sooner or later, sometimes. <laughs> after, after, after a few billion dollars in profit. Well, Vioxx, I suppose, is a pretty good example. Vioxx exactly. was taken off the market, um, it, but it, it was approved. Whether it was approved properly or not, it was approved in the proper way, whether the information was adequate, whether the drug was any good or safe. That's an open question. But to give the FDA credit, eventually, after enough people died, sooner or later, the FDA did, in fact, uh, pull the plug on Vioxx. So that's sort of like saying that, you know, um, after Auschwitz had been running for several years, Hitler decides that maybe he should stop. You know, that's that's a step in the right direction. But it's not much better than that. And I'm pretty hot and bothered over this. And by, the, and by the way, Andrew, I want to call to your attention that after it was actually it was pulled from the market, not by the FDA, but but by Merck, when the amount of uh, when the amount of lawsuits against it reached reached the um, level of acceptability and unacceptability, they they pulled the they pulled the drug themselves. The FDA, shortly thereafter, within uh, within a month or two, invited them to put it back on the market. Oh my gosh! So this is this is the organization that used to be called the Pure Food and Drug Administration. Well, they mm-hmm. pulled the pure immediately. <laughs> wow! Um, I, I you know I'm glad I learned something every time I talk to you, Howard. I had no idea it was even worse than I thought it was. So. It, it is. It is. Let me ask you something else. There's a uh, there's ten thousand food additives out there that are uh, that are added to our uh, processed foods. Um, and and uh, they are they are given the designation as GRAS, right? Generally recognized as safe. Now, isn't there some what of a perception gap between GRAS, generally recognized as safe, and safe? Yeah, there is, and it was a Congressman Delaney back in the 1950s who really pushed this. Delaney's viewpoint was that there, sh- there is no safe amount of a carcinogen, that there should be no carcinogens allowed in food, period. Uh, not reduced amount, not a low amount, not a relatively minimally dangerous amount, but none. Delaney believed that there should be no carcinogens allowed to be added to foods in the United States of America. Now, that uh, warms my heart. I'm glad somebody said it. But over time, uh, <laughs> for all for all of its uh, effectiveness, 
Well, it was just unmanageable because the amount of lobbying uh, and the amount of pressure was such that the argument was used that you just can't do it. It's a nice ideal, but you can't reach it. And although that statement may in fact be true, what it really did was it opened the door to the encyclopedia salesman. And getting the toe in the door with a tiny, tiny bit of carcinogen made it a lot easier to get out cyclomates and aspartame and other things, which I think are pretty shady and pretty dangerous. Well, now, but now we have the World Health Organization saying that processed meat is a class one carcinogen on the on a par with tobacco and and uh, asbestos. And, Finally. And that, Finally. so it's not it's not that I'm sorry. Finally. Finally, finally, exactly, and and uh, and and it's not that uh, a carcinogen like aspartame or MSG has been added to the food, or or glyphosate has been added to the food. In this case, the food itself is the carcinogen, and and to some extent the preservatives, the nitrates, and the nitrites that are put in it. Interesting yes. study that nobody has seen. I haven't met a doctor yet who, who knows this, even though the media very, very, very briefly covered it. Somewhere around 21 or 22 years ago, there was a neat little study that showed that children that have two hot dogs a week have greatly increased amount of cancer. Brain cancer. Yeah, and a lot of kids eat two hot dogs a week. You know, that's really not very many. And if they have more than that, the risk goes up. And the risk, by the way, does not go up a little bit. It goes up by a power of 10. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I, just apropos this particular thought. I sat across uh, across a table from a uh, from an MD, a retired MD locally here that I know, uh, and and um, you know we hadn't seen each other for ten years, and I I uh, had a chat with him. He uh, admires the work that we do, and he sat across from me eating his lunch, which was uh, which was a, a hot dog. He was eating a hot dog for lunch, and I'm <laughs> I, I wanted to say. Doctor, haven't you heard? That? But but no, the the disinformation machine is such that the minute that that uh, that that study was, or the minute that that designation was made, class one, class one carcinogen, uh, the the um, the food industry blanketed the air, airwaves with uh, advertisements for more and more pepperoni pizza, uh, uh, bacon pepperoni pizza, bacon uh, bacon cheese, uh, 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 sandwiches, hoagies, sub, subs, whatever. Everything had bacon added to it. Everything hmm. had bacon added and uh, sausage. It was amazing. <laughs> it really is, and the answer is so simple that ch- kids can get by without hot dogs. They really can. And if... A a pediatrician told you that uh, a certain activity uh, would cause cancer or increase risk of cancer in children, the whole world will be up in arms against it. But because it's something that is kind of morally protected, like a hot dog, we're just coming off the 4th of July weekend not terribly long ago, and that (laughs) is the time when Americans eat more hot dogs than at any other time of the year. 
And there is a trade group for sausage and hot dog manufacturers and such. And they proudly announce the billions, the billions of hot dogs that are consumed. And they, and this, have, this, and they have contests, or hot dog eating contests. Yes, uh, notably the one at Nathan's on uh, Coney yeah. Island. Yeah. I think the record is somewhere around 60. It's it's a pretty large number of hot dogs. Unbelievable. But getting, getting back to the simple answer here, uh, what can people do? The first thing they have to understand is they've been told to stay away from the one thing that will help them the most. People have been told to basically ignore the idea of a plant-based diet. Well, we have to change that. A plant-based diet really is absolutely. It really is the safest way to go here. Uh, Andrew, can we uh, can we elaborate on that on the other side of the break? You bet. We're coming up on a very short break. Uh, please stay with us. We'll be back right after this break. We're, this is Howard Strauss, the power of natural healing, and we're, we'll be back with Dr. Andrew Saul. Please stay with us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives. But most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. Uh, and we are brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. And we invite you to look in on uh, the great information that we have that you can use today uh, to improve your life, to improve and protect the, pre- the, the health and well-being of your children. Uh, and uh, it's not easy these days, not easy with all the forces arrayed against us. Uh, we're talking with uh, Dr. Andrew Saul. Uh, and uh, he's one of our favorite guests and one of our long-term friends and one of the brightest and most brilliant, uh, uh, incisive thinkers 
uh, on health that, uh, that, that I know. Um, maybe I'm just limited, but uh, I think he's brilliant. Uh, Andrew, just before the break, you were uh, getting into plant-based diet and saying that was the way of the future, and we had to get, get into that. Um, what- I think it is, yeah. People are always asking uh, me, uh, you raise your kids without shots, well, what did you do? I mean, we know what you didn't. You didn't, get, you, you didn't get shots, but what did you actually do? And the answer is I raised them on a plant-based diet. And I'd like to emphasize I do not mean strictly vegan. Uh, they actually did have dairy products, yogurt, aged cheese, eggs. Uh, once in a blue moon, they had some fish. But basically, it was a plant-based diet, not entirely, not entirely vegan by any means. So there's one thing you can do. Another thing we did was to follow in the footsteps of Dr. Frederick Robert Corner, who I mentioned earlier, and other great thinkers like Linus Pauling, who have advocated high doses of vitamin C. And we gave our kids a lot of vitamin C. And this works so well, plant-based diet plus high doses of vitamin C, that I raised my kids all the way into college. And not only did they not have immunizations, but they also never had a single dose of any antibiotic at all. Not once, not ever. Now, this persuades me that this is worth doing. So I have a website called DrYourself.com, which tells my experiences and tells about my family, tells what I learned, not because I'm smart, but because I have learned from smart individuals. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield said, if you... If you want to look thin, hang around with fat people. Uh, that's sort of the funny way of looking at this. But, but basically, uh, in my case, it isn't so much what I have learned, but who I've learned it from. I am very impressed with the work of Dr. Abram Hoffer. Um, I'm very impressed with the work of Dr. Hugh Reardon out in Wichita at the Reardon Clinic, where they've used vitamin C as therapy. I think that people need to learn more about these things, and this is why they can go to DrYourself.com. Here's an example. One of my colleagues is Atsuo Yanagasawa, a medical doctor and PhD from Tokyo. And Dr. Yanagasawa did a presentation on HPV. He's very concerned about that because he has actually treated girls with side effects from the HPV vaccine and has written an article called Orthomolecular Treatment for Adverse Effects of Human Papillomavirus Vaccine. That's uh, the, came, that, that's the uh, Gardasil that they're forcing young, young girls to take. Correct. Another wonderful piece of work by Merck and Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, who, by the way, also make vitamin powder. So we, uh, they, in the old days, they were one of the big vitamin manufacturers and their education uh, materials, educational materials on vitamins were really first rate. So they can do good. It's just a matter of where the money is. And the money really is in vaccinations, not in vitamins. But I want to come back to Atsua Young and Nagasawa. Uh, you can go to my website and actually download a free copy of the PowerPoint he issued on how he used vitamin C to treat people who had been affected by Fukushima and how vitamin C actually repairs DNA. And then when you want to see what he has to say about vaccination, you can either look at this article from the Orthomolecular Medicine News Service, which is free and free access, 
Or you can watch that vitamin movie. Now, this is my movie. This is the big moment. If you want to see me and all my wonderful big screen glory, be sure to tune in that vitamin movie. But the real reason you should watch is to see Dr. Yanagasawa. And they actually have footage of a patient of his who's having convulsions because of this HPV vaccine. That particular part of the movie is a little hard to handle. But the answer, of course, is we can't keep giving more and more and more and more and more and more shots. And that's exactly what we're doing. When my children were uh, infants, and I was looking at the vaccination question, in New York State, I think the total number of uh, immunizations they needed was in the neighborhood of 20, uh, maybe a little less than that, uh, maybe, maybe a little more. And now... Uh, it's a lot higher than that. It's uh, over 50 now. It's, a, it's 85. Out where you are? No, the, 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 the amount of vaccines that are, that are recommended by... Oh, including recommended ones. Yes, yes, you're right. 85. And there are 270 more being developed in the pipeline uh, by vaccine manufacturers who see the gold mine of, of being able to uh, to inject people with expensive and dangerous things without being liable for them. Uh, and make that a mandatory thing, uh, by mandated by the government. I, you know, what a what a goldmine that is. So, so they're all uh, trying to get them made mandatory, of course. Right. So when you add up this ever-growing number of vaccinations, this is the very reason why we should be listening to Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, and we should be listening to Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Because they've actually looked into it. They are physicians, and they are saying this is too many shots. Another example would make my co-author, pediatrician, Dr. Ralph Campbell. Um, The books that Dr. Campbell and I wrote are called The Vitamin Cure for Children's Health Problems and The Vitamin Cure for Infant and Toddler Health Problems. It's sort of a companion two-volume set. Uh, These books are readily available on the Internet. I do not sell them, but they're easy to come by. Dr. Campbell, being a board-certified pediatrician, is offering an opinion which goes against the (laughs) general prevailing rule for pediatricians because Dr. Campbell says there are too many shots. He says there just are too many. The first thing we need is fewer. There's too many. And then Dr. Wakefield and Dr. Humphreys are saying we need them safer. So we need fewer and safer. We're getting more and ever more dangerous. And when I say the answer to this is plant-based diet, some people are thinking, well, you know, it isn't just that simple because I have to, by law, get these shots. And the answer is, yes, you do. Even the right to refuse on religious grounds, something that would never stand up against the Supreme Court if it ever gets that high, is being challenged. We need to recognize that a religious exemption should not be necessary if you want fewer shots. Because with a religious exemption, you can't opt for fewer shots. You have to go all the way to zero shots, which is what I did when I was raising my kids. You're not allowed to say fewer shots. It's either all or nothing, and they certainly don't want nothing. But the real issue, and this is the one I want to keep coming back to, is the moderates are being attacked. People who are willing to get some shots are being attacked for not getting all of them. My daughter, for instance, has run into this. 
and she has been fired by pediatricians and she's had to fire other pediatricians until she can find a doctor that will simply go along with the legally required number rather than the recommended number. They seem to forget. They seem to forget who signs the check on the front and who signs the check on the back. <clears throat> it's a matter. Of, it's a matter of uh, of when you know if if any other business, any other business, treated their customers the way that uh, doctors do, uh, they'd be out of business in a week. Yes, um, it was Doctor Emmanuel Cheraskin of the uh, University of Alabama Medical School, a good friend of Doctor Hoffer and uh, a correspondent of mine, a wonderful man. Uh, Dr. Traskin said, health is the fastest growing failing business in the United States. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because we, so, because although our health care, health care, medical care system uh, is, is uh, at least double per capita uh, expenditure as uh, of the next most expensive uh, system in the world, we are. Uh, the results show that we are down in the uh, third world area, down in about 28 or 29 in uh, terms of results. Yes, and we have to turn this around. We're going to have to do this the hard way, apparently, and this means individuals are going to start to question authority. My favorite button from the 60s was question authority. When you do what Dr. Humphreys suggests, which is to basically ask these hard questions of doctors, you'll find out that doctors have actually been taught to not address your concern about safety, but to simply metaphorically put their hand on your shoulder and say, you know, I've been in medicine a long time and I really care about kids and I think this is a good idea. Right. But, but that's not enough. We have to have the facts rather than good bedside manner. I'm a big believer in bedside manner. I think it's important. Doctors should be nice, polite, responsive, compassionate. Sure they should, but they should also be correct. But what, they're, doctor- but, but what they're doing, and I've seen this all too often because I'm involved uh, with people who have cancer. <clears throat> I've seen it all too often. They bully uh, the patient. They yes. not only bully the patient who is in a very vulnerable position anyway, but they bully the family as well to, uh, to to be part of the bullying of the patient. And I've seen untold damage done by families who listen to the doctors, uh, the doctors which it t- t- turns out to be disinformation, uh, and and damage the patient, damaged or killed the patient. Right. So we're going to have to do, unfortunately, what I say on my website, doctor yourself. Yep. People ask me, why is it called that? I say, hello. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I learned this because when I was a very young man, I was 22 when my son was born. That was in 1977. So I've been doing this for 40 years now. I had to learn. I had to know my child's life depended on it. This is something that we cannot contract out. You cannot contract responsibility for your health and especially the truth to your government, to the politicians, to the drug companies, to those who are on television, to the media or the doctors. You're going to have to do it yourself and this is a tough one. And you know where this starts? It starts in your own backyard or your own window boxes. Start growing your own food. Uh, Andrew, before we start getting into that topic, can we do that after our last break here? You bet. Thank you very much. Uh, This is Howard Strauss. 
and uh, you're listening to the power of natural healing on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Um, we're talking with Dr. Andrew Saul, uh, who is a brilliant and incisive and uh, uh, just a tremendous uh, resource for health information and has his own website, DrYourself.com. And, um, and we advise you uh, to listen, to read, to educate yourself. That's the only way to save your own life and your children's. Uh, we'll be back right after this short break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Did you know that nearly a third of Americans have made us the number one country in obesity rates in the world? It's true. It's time for Right Choices. Tune in every week for the show that aims to make you healthier. You don't need a lot of time, money, or even need to travel far. Host Dietrich Wright will show you what you can do easily to be more fit, healthier, have more energy, and live a better life overall. Be sure to make us a part of your weekend every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. Thank you very much for staying with us, folks. This is Howard Strauss uh, and uh, your host, and we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we invite you to look in and take advantage of all the wonderful information that you can get for free on our website. We're talking today to uh, Dr. Andrew Saul. Uh, Dr. Saul is a PhD, just a brilliant mind and a lovely sense of humor, and he's always been one of our favorite guests on the show. And his daughter is is coming to be one of one of our other favorite guests. She's also very bright. The apple does not fall far from the oak tree, or something like that. Doctor Saul, Andrew, you were you were starting to get in on uh, growing one's own food in a window box or uh, on your patio or somewhere. Uh, That's right. Tell me what your thoughts are on that. It's cheap. That's what. Uh, organic food is better for you. We all know that deep down inside. People sometimes say it's more expensive. Sometimes it is, but the price gap is really narrowing on that one. But if you grow it yourself, it's really cheap. Uh, dirt cheap. <laughs> is yeah, well, you're right. 
<laughs> but I'd like to suggest to you this. Let's just walk out back with me to my garden and have a little fun for a minute. I have two raised bed gardens. Each one is 13 feet by 13 feet. They're defined by 14 by 14 uh, pieces of timber. So they're two squares. Uh, there's a 14 by 14 forming a square, and then there's an aisle, and then there's another 14 by 14 square. But the usable space inside is 13 feet by 13 feet, and there's two of them. Now, last year, I threw some kale seed in, and I mean I threw it in because we just moved recently, and the soil wasn't quite ready, so I just threw in some seed, kale seed. I figured some of that might come up. Well, it all came up. I was giving kale away to the entire neighborhood, up and down the street, up with the big bags of kale, giving kale to everyone, giving kale to people to take to people they knew at work, giving kale to people that didn't know if they liked kale or not, giving away kale. And the more I picked it, the more I gave away, the more I got. So I still have a freezer, one third full of kale from last year. And while that is there, this year I was given some tomato seed by my daughter. She bought one single package of organic tomato seed, and she used about a third of it to start some plants. And I figured, well, let's not waste it. So I started plants with the remainder, two-thirds of that packet. Didn't even use the rest of the packet. I put out those plants. I guess there were a couple of dozen of them. I figured some of them might come up. Well, they all came up. <laughs> and these tomatoes have obscured the entire garden as I had potatoes in there as well. Now, the seed for the tomatoes cost me nothing, and I have brought in, and this is not an exaggeration, thousands of tomatoes. And uh, Colleen will vouch for that. My spouse will vouch for that. We brought in thousands of tomatoes. Right now, the kitchen is full of them. The kitchen counter is completely obscured by tomatoes. On the floor, there's tomatoes in buckets and pans. There's tomatoes on an auxiliary table. I've been making gallons of tomato sauce almost every day, giving away tomatoes. Remember me with the kale. Now I'm giving away tomatoes. All of this, and it costs me zero. And, and the organic tomatoes are a good reason to go back to eating tomatoes. When they, when, when they started bringing uh, uh, these huge beefsteak tomatoes to the supermarkets, and you cut into them, and they taste like cardboard. They look gorgeous, but they taste like cardboard. I stopped eating tomatoes until I got uh, organic tomatoes. Now I love them again. Well, and that's the way it ought to be. And they are really delicious. So we're having lots of tomatoes. Now, there's more to this, as if you didn't know. And that's because in addition to <laughs> the tomatoes, I also have potatoes. And the cost of these potatoes was zero. When people have potatoes, members of my family, for instance, my daughter is a perfect example. When they have potatoes that sprout eyes, I just bring them home. And when I have potatoes at the end of the year, if some of them are left over and they have eyes on them, I just put them in the ground. And I plant my potatoes in the fall. This is unusual. Most people tell me they plant in the spring, but I plant my potatoes late fall or even the middle of winter. You'll see me out there in the middle of winter and in Rochester, that is a site to be seen to be sure, uh, putting my potatoes in. Now these potatoes will come up. So I'm bringing in drywall buckets full of potatoes. You know how big a drywall bucket is? It's a five-gallon <laughs> pail. 
I'm bringing in drywall buckets full of potatoes, and these potatoes cost me absolutely nothing. So on top of this, I'm growing butternut squash. All of my butternut squash are from seed from last year's butternut squash. I have butternut squash in the front yard, the side yard. They're all over the house because I thought, why don't I try planting them all over the house? Maybe I'll find out where the soil is good and where the sun is good. They all came up. So my house is surrounded by butternut squash. In addition to that, there's the green beans. I'm using seed that I got 20 years ago in 1997, green bean, bush green bean seed. And every year I let some of the beans just stay on the a vine and die on the plant and they get brown and eventually when they're nice and the pods are all brown and crispy, I bring them in, take out the seed, they're already dried, I save them for next year. I haven't bought green bean seed in 20 years. So free beans, free tomatoes, free potatoes, free squash. And I am not an avid gardener. I do not go out there and spend all my time gardening. I'm not a neat gardener. I'm not a fanatical gardener. I just get lots and lots and lots and lots of produce. And if I can do it, and I got a C in botany in college, if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> well, that's that's amazing. And to, to hear to hear your daughter talk about it, uh, you know, she she has uh, she has a similar um, reverence for the pr- productivity, uh, if not for the work, <laughs> um, uh, of the way you raised her. And I, I think she's raising her family the same way. And I'll tell you for sure uh, that the, the, the health benefits show. She glows. She is a gorgeous uh, uh, example of what health can do for, uh, for a person, not just a person, not just a woman person, but a, a man person as well. A gorgeous example uh, of, of what good health can do. Andrew, uh, do you have, you have a, a website, right? I do. DoctorYourself.com, where there's lots of information on how to eat, how I fed my kids, on vitamin therapy, high-dose vitamin therapy, on the Gerson program, which I strongly endorse and have since the late 1970s. I have never seen a person yet that did the Gerson program that failed to improve. I have seen it work for 40 years. I'm very impressed. And by the way, my mentor, Dr. Abram Hoffer, was equally impressed and said so. Dr. Hoffer was a strong supporter of Gerson. A great friend of ours, a great, a great man, a wonderful scientist, and a great friend of ours as well. And with good reason. In fact, he's everybody's friend because this is a man who said, if you want to know something about orthomolecular medicine, he said, take some vitamins and eat good whole foods. Now, we all have been told that that's a good idea, and none of us, it seems, to look around are doing it. We're too busy lining up for shots that we have been scared into taking. We're told that some people into natural health lack the credentials, therefore don't listen to them. And then when people like Dr. Humphreys and Dr. Wakefield, who have the credentials, go against vaccination, we're told to listen to them no, we're not. We're told to disregard them as well. So uh, don't at, at very at very least, uh, at very worst, they are assassinated. 
Yeah, what we need to do is to put an end to this madness. It can be done, and it starts with you. You've heard that before, but it's absolutely true. Grow your garden, question authority, demand from your doctor, advance written information on all vaccinations, only get the ones required by law if you get any at all, and if you can get around it with an exemption, do so. Remember... This is the United States of America. You are supposed to have rights, particularly rights in the field of religion. Sooner or later, we will come to our senses. But until we do, it's pretty insane out there. You're going to have to be your own doctor, whether you want to or not. And I like people to understand that you're in good company. At DocYourself.com, it is peer-reviewed. That means doctors have looked over my articles for accuracy. This isn't just something I make up in my spare time. I find doctors that know what they're doing, and I copy them. Andrew, we're, uh, this, we're coming up on the end of the program. I want to thank you very, very much for sharing your extensive knowledge with our audience all over the world. Uh, this is Howard Strauss, uh, your, your host for uh, the Power of Natural Healing. We've been talking with Dr. Andrew Saul at DrYourself.com. And uh, we urge you to, uh, to read, research, listen, learn, and take care of yourself. Thank you so much, Andrew, for spending your time with us. My pleasure, Howard. It's great to be with you. Until next time, uh, this is Howard Strauss. Stay well. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week. We'll be right back.